0: right here in wonderland happy december everybody i'm so happy to be back with you this week i love recording these intros because i really feel like we're intimately hanging out connecting even though in reality it's just me and my computer here but i know you all are listening and hi how are you I hope you're really enjoying your day and excited for some inspiration during this super busy time of year. So, thank you again for tuning into the show today for a little inspiration in your ears. Today's guest is Tata Harper, guest, the founder of Tata Harper Skincare. And in this episode, we talk a ton about not only skincare and, and skin health, but about entrepreneurship. She's a Girl boss, a working mom, just a really, really awesome, cool lady. So, you'll really love her insights on that topic as well as skincare. And I think you'll really appreciate them. So, if you too are thinking about becoming an entrepreneur or want to start your own business or have even a slight inkling to maybe wanting to start something in the world, right? Maybe you're passionate about something you'll want to check out our last episode of the show with our guest, Natalie McNeil. She's launching this amazing Conquer Club where she gives you business coaching and all the resources and community you'll need to get your business going. So she's been a personal mentor to me, and I'll have a link to the Conquer Club below in the show notes. It's a great way to get some business advice, to Get things moving in your life and, and also support the podcast. So, the Conquer Club is this 12 month incubator in which my friend Natalie has developed for ambitious entrepreneurs who are getting started and how to grow their businesses and, and help their existing businesses soar to new heights. So, you know, from last week, Natalie's an Emmy Award winning, she's a bestseller, she's a trotter. she's like you know, crazy successful basically. You heard all about it last week if you listened. So the goal of her business incubator is basically to help people make more money, expand their strategic vision, and get the hands-on guidance from her. So it's a it's a really cool way to get your soul fueled work out into the world. So if you have any questions about that, click the link in the show notes, email me directly, check it out if it's for you. So yeah, speaking of supporting the show, you can also donate now, which is awesome. There's a donate tab on my website. The link will be below too. But but yeah, if you find value in the show, it would be really rad if you could toss some value our way to just help keep the lights on, help keeping me able to talk to great people, produce great content. You know, just the the software that I that I use to. Host the site, right? Costs costs money. So actually, you know, right now I I pay for this, which I love, you know. And so, anyways, as I'm um being able to create more content, it and more people are listening, which is amazing. The best part of this is that the platform where that hosts the site has to actually increase, which which costs more money. So it'd be great, you know, if you can throw even a $1, dollar, five dollars, hundred dollars, whatever is helpful to donate to the show and you can donate at different levels and when you do there's different swag that I made this fun right so you can at different donation levels you have the chance to like put out there a guest you want me to interview or even a chance to speak with me in my private coaching service Um, you know so there's some cool opportunities there Anyways, that's all I've got for you today. On to today's episode. I hope you really enjoy it. Have an amazing holiday season. Really enjoy this time. So, again, I I often say you can't give what you don't already have. So take that in. Put that in your headphones this week and listen to it. And just, you know, remember, you got to fill up your cup before you can fill up anyone else's. And this year when it gets so busy, oftentimes – Our own self-care is the first thing to go. But that's not only detrimental for you, but that's detrimental for the people that you'll be around. So just keep that in mind. Take that in and enjoy the season. Be present for it and embrace pleasure this season. So stay in your wellness wonderland until I see you back here in mine in about two weeks. Enjoy the episode. I am so honored today to have Tata Harper here in Wonderland. Tata is the amazing female entrepreneur and founder of Tata Harbor Skincare. And I am so excited because this line of holistic, all natural skincare products is amazing. Not only are they made from naturally derived ingredients, but they are so wonderful for our skin and deliver stunning results. Tata is committed to making and using natural and non-toxic ingredients in all of her skincare line and the results deliver. I am a testament to it and It's not just for marketing purposes, she loves using these ingredients for all of their actual benefits. So all of the products are developed by Tata and her team and she's going to tell us way more about it but the company is just really cool and they really try to use the smallest carbon footprint possible and she's just a great powerhouse with an amazing story and mission so I'm so excited to share her with Wonderland today. Thanks for being here Tata.
1: Hi! Well, thank you, thank you for that intro. I am excited to be here too.
0: Yay! Okay, cool. Well, let's jump right in. I wanna, um, I wanna hear your story. So, tell us a little bit. Let's like zoom the lens back a bit and tell us why holistic skincare is so important to you and um, how you got into wanting to use natural products on yourself in general.
1: Well, it started to me um, as a personal journey because my stepdad you know, got diagnosed with cancer in 2005, and, you know, it was the first time that we had cancer in the family, so it was very shocking for everyone, and, you know, I was living in the U.S., so here's where he got treated, and I ended up going with him to a lot of different doctors and centers to really realize, and, you know, the whole journey really opened up my eyes to the reality of, you know, consumer products and what do we get in touch with every day, you know what I mean, which you know, a, a lot of people don't necessarily talk to you about these different things unless you're sick or or you're in a situation like this. So, you know, I was putting myself in the hand, you know, like any other consumer. And I'm like, oh my God, if I would have not, myself, I would not gotten sick. I would never have realized any of these different things. Like, why do we need to be all the way here to know how to better prevent all these different things? So, uh basically, he was asked about all his daily rituals, food, what does he put on his skin, what does he, you know, what, what all the products that he used. And basically, he was asked to switch and uh, very strongly to switch to all natural. So obviously, I wanted to do the self the same for myself, for my mother, for my sisters. And the final frontier was skincare. You know what I mean? I was able to find a lot of different things, but I was not able to find a skincare line that was a true replacement to what I was using, which was a product line that delivered scientific results. But I'm like, why can't everything come from natural sources instead of the synthetic alternatives that could be so toxic? Because, you know, we're using them daily. And, uh, and basically, that's how it started. I, I created the product the product that I wish existed and uh and it took us almost 5 years to develop the line and um and um, you know, I, and a total of eight scientists in Europe to create it all. But uh, but at the end of the day, it's something that um, aside from you know making my skin really beautiful, <laughs> you know, I, I love it because I wake up every day with this amazing mission of you know making people beautiful but keeping them healthy, and that's the whole point of natural skincare. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it's great that you know that it's environmentally friendly, and yes, it's great that our carbon footprint is low. But, you know, at the end of the day, people don't switch to natural skincare because of the environment. You know, they switch because of their health, you know, because our health is all our wealth. And, uh, and we should be doing things every day that encourage wellness instead of deteriorating them. So... Um, so I basically created this, um, uh, this missing piece of the puzzle that for me existed. And I remember, uh, when I started, I didn't even have like a, you know, I was my own target customer. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, so, you know, so that's kind of like how it started. And then, uh, me and my husband, we have an amazing farm in Vermont where, um, We knew that when we wanted to have kids, we wanted to move here and at least be here for a couple of years so that they can grow up in the countryside and at least get a little bit of that, that as you grow up, then you just don't never have time to do so. We decided to move here and then this farm is so great to, you know, to produce the products and to, we grow a percentage of the ingredients that go into the line we grow it here in the organic farm and we do a lot of herbs, you know, calendula, arnica, meadow sweets and John's wort and things like that, that are amazing and create amazing infusions. Um, and then we bring ingredients from all over the world, but everything is made here in the farm.
0: So cool. So cool. So what I'm curious about then, so as you were talking just now about some of those herbs that are so powerful and and when you, at the time when you were there with your stuff dad and you um, heard these like things about how toxic, you know, the products you were using were, was that something that was, I'm assuming it was, was very new to you? You weren't using non-toxic products then and you were kind of your target customer yourself, but how did you know or build that knowledge of what herbs would be good for the skin? How did you um, get into all of that?
1: Well, I remember the consumer being, you know, very concerned with you know, because we had already bought the farm here in Vermont, and, you know, Vermont is kind of like a pioneer in the whole organic movement. So I had already switched food, you know, so I understood about organic and why is organic food important, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, and then I started using non-toxic cleaning products, and that was kind of like the next thing was I was really concerned about the environment. Um, and I'm like, I don't want to be putting off all this nasty chemicals every day with, like washing and, you know, and contaminating our water. So then that was the next move. And then I had never really made the connection to personal care, you know, and I'm a Latin woman. So, you know, like we, we culturally use a lot of products. So (laughs) I remember just being horrified, you know, like, Because what my stepdad used was extremely basic, you know, he's a guy and, you know, he doesn't use necessarily a lot of things, but I was like thinking about my own beauty closet and I'm like, oh my God like, what am I doing? What am I putting on? And uh, and then I became just obsessed with the whole topic. And I started researching myself uh, tons into it. But when I decided to make the line, I really, it wasn't me deciding herbs. Like I had a big team of chemists because, you know, I am not a beauty chemist. I, you know, I'm an an industrial engineer. Um, So I really wanted to you know, make sure that the products were made with the with the latest scientific research, and uh, and for that I relied on a total of eight European chemists.
0: Cool, cool. That's so cool. So, when you were first thinking, you know, I want to change my routine, and what I want isn't out there, so I'm going to create it. Was at first, it's something that you were like, I'm going to create these products to use for myself and my children and my family. And then did you eventually say, oh, wow, I can shift this to be a business? Or did you know right away it was going to be a business for you?
1: I knew. I mean, I knew right away that if I was going to invest what it takes to create something like this, it can't be for myself. you know what I mean? It's too much, you know, five years of your life and eight chemists. It's not, you know. Um, I don't know, maybe it was it like a Middle Eastern princess, maybe, but I don't think so.
0: Yeah, so, <laughs> so yeah. So luckily then you had the business mind, you um, were really, so what were you doing before that when you wanted to change this to be your career?
1: Well, yeah, we've been entrepreneurs, I've been um, working with my husband together for many years, actually since, almost since we started dating. And uh, and we were actually doing real estate development. Oh, nice! For that, so building condominiums and that sort of thing.
0: So you've always kind of had that entrepreneurial mind. That's that's awesome that you work with your husband. How how is that? Is it um, something that you've kind of done since you've started? Do you, how do you like balance that in your relationship? Is it just kind of part of how it's been always?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like how it's always been. And uh, the great thing is that we're lucky that we complement each other. So the things that I'm good at, he's not good at. And the things that he's good at, I am not good at. So we all have clear roles, you know what I mean, to play. And uh, and yeah, and then when we get home, we almost never talk about work. You know, that's kind of like the rule. If you're nice. home, we we, do, we don't talk unless it's like a very special circumstance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You can transition into husband and business partner.
1: Uh-huh. Exactly.
0: Nice. So talking about that, then I, I, you are, the products are amazing. The line is amazing, but what really inspires me about you is your entrepreneurial spirit and the business you've created. And, you know, for me, I would love, some you know, as I'm trying to build my business, I would love some grounded business advice and business tips. So, what tips do you have for people who want to be an entrepreneur and maybe want to shift careers? Wow, that
1: whatever it is that they're gonna do, that they have a complete passion for. You know, it really takes complete passion and to remain optimistic because it's um, it's definitely not easy. And uh there's a lot of sacrifices that you need to make along the way. And you know, it's um so you really need to have it in you, you know what I mean? Um, even before you think about doing anything.
0: What qualities must someone have in them or possess if they do want to be an entrepreneur? Um, uh,
1: they definitely need to be optimistic. They need to be optimistic. I would say that that's probably the number one thing that an entrepreneur needs to be. It's optimistic and, uh, and and willing to make a lot of sacrifices. You know what I mean? A personal time, time with your family. Um, yeah, I mean, everything else follows, I would say, for, at least for me.
0: Would you say that if you had to like look back when you were first getting started and, and starting your career and... Give like looking back at the mistakes that you've made or things that have come up that um, you've learned from lessons. What would be some advice that you would give yourself looking back?
1: Um, let's see. The definitely, things take more time than what you anticipate. You know, so be more patient. I would say. Um, yeah, I think that. That, that I think that that's what I would be like. Be more patient. Give things time to fully develop, and never try to start too many things at once. You know what I mean. And sometimes you need to prioritize. Like you know, as you grow, there's every. Department in your business is shifting and changing. You know, like every so often. You know, at least that's kind of like it has happened for us because it's like, you know, when you're growing, like every two months, you know, to another dimension, and every two months to another dimension, all of a sudden you're bringing people in, priorities get shifted. So, you know, everything it's on constant movement as you grow. So be flexible to really understand that and don't try to do everything at once and really prioritize. And uh, and see what are the things that are absolute necessities and then kind of like build from there. And, you know, and always maintaining a sense of optimism with the whole team because even people that work with startups, it's kind of like a particular type of people, you know what I mean? That like, like, you know, things shifting every day and, oh, my God, unpredictability, doing 20 million things, working harder than many other people are, you know? Um, so... It's fun. It's a a super fun ride. You just have to have thick skin and remain really positive.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what would you say is the best part of being an entrepreneur?
1: The best part for me is uh, making products that make a difference. You know what I mean? That it's not just... You know what I mean? Sometimes you make businesses and it's just like great sources of income. And then you make all of a sudden you're I'm making a product that actually means a lot to everybody, that it's important for people. So I think that those are, that's the thing that, um, that I like the most about what I do. And then on top of that, I'm making people beautiful. You know what I mean? So I love the whole thing.
0: <laughs> Aww, I love that. I can't stop smiling. So... So clearly you're like so passionate and you said that that's the number one thing that being an entrepreneur, you really need is, is to be really passionate about what you're doing. And, and I struggle with this. I know, I mean, I'm just like super passionate about my little podcast and my blog that I have trouble pulling myself away from it. So how do you balance your passion for your business, but also having time to be fully present as a mom and, and just take healthy, like self care time for yourself? How do you like find that balance? Any tips there?
1: Um, well, you know, I kind of like, you know, I struggled when I had my first baby when I was launching the company, you know, it's like the business is launching, you're also introducing a new member into the family. And then it's kind of like you need to find your rhythm. So what has worked for me is that I just put boundaries to things. And I'm like, okay, for example, if I am not traveling, weekends, I almost, you know, aside from checking email occasionally, I'm fully present with my kids and, and, um, and, and just making sure that you have those, those moments for yourself, you know what I mean? To rebalance, to recharge moments where you make, you know, where you do exercise, to watch movies, you know, you just need to be, um, organized a little bit in that way so that you can fit everything in.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: that's, that's what has worked for me. It's really organizing my time. So I know that, you know, when I come to the house, you know, that time from when I come to the house until like nine thirty when my kids go to bed, it's just time with them. And then anything that needs to happen doesn't need to happen afterwards. And then, you know, kind of like, like that. And then, you know, scheduling, like I just started taking tennis lessons. So, you know, that's kind of like exercise. And then I do yoga here and there. So, yeah, I I just think that for me has been just really approaching it in a scheduled way. Yeah. <laughs> that has helped me <laughs> making sure that it gets in.
0: Definitely. I think that's great advice. So, talking about beauty and and getting really into that here a little bit. So, you're you're a trailblazer in this industry and really making a difference and and setting yourself apart. So, where would you like to see and kind of being an example. So, where would you like to see the cosmetic industry in, say, like ten years?
1: I would love that um, that we have just you know that we all have more than just one option to choose from. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's it. That we all that we that there's really good things out there that are made with safe products. I would love that you know the whole cosmetics act to go forward, and that at least some basic really dangerous chemicals are taken out of our everyday, every you know, consumer products and foods and things like that. I, I would love to see that. Um, and and I am hopeful that maybe in 10 years what I'm doing, it's kind of like common practice, you know,
0: for yeah. uh,
1: many companies. Because, you know, if you, you know, once you really understand formulation, you realize that a lot of the times actives are – you know, for a lot of companies are botanicals and that's what they tend to advertise is that botanical formula, that botanical part of their formula. But then they keep mixing all those botanicals with all this other toxic, you know, non-synthetic you know, chemicals that um, that are really there, not necessarily to work on your skin, but to work on the formula. You know what I mean? To emulsify, to preserve, to stabilize, to perfume, Things that are irrelevant to your skin but are really just there to make the product work. So a lot of times people are going, you know, companies are going really cheap with those, you know what I mean? Like with the preservation system, with the emulsification system, you know, like, well, for me, you know, that I am 100% natural, I have to um, rely on all these natural actives that are, you know, like five times the price, but that they're safer for you, that they're better for you. So, you know,
0: yeah, I would love
1: the industry to be um, embracing, you know, safer options, definitely.
0: And maybe when that happens, maybe the, the really high quality things that you source, maybe eventually the price on those will come down, lowering the entire price of the, the product line for you. Exactly. Yeah, eventually. Exactly. Just
1: like happens with food and, and right.
0: everything is... It's really cool, and I I just saw um, Joe Cross speak from Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, and he was saying that, like, every time, you know, you go out with um, your money, you're voting, really, you know, and you're voting with food if you're buying um, things that aren't, um, that are cheaper, that are not natural and not healthy for your body. You're voting for those companies to make more of them. And it's the same thing with skincare and anything you do. So I think that's just kind of a really interesting thing to, for people to kind of keep in mind every time they make a purchase. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Especially
1: now that you can find it, you know, alternatives for everything, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um, Talking about um, skincare then, and, and the health of your skin, what is non one non negotiable for you when it comes to your skincare routine?
1: The sun, the sun. I can't be out of the sun for any reason whatsoever. <laughs> that it's non negotiable. Um, but let's see. In terms of products. Um, I am really a routine girl, you know, I am Latin and, you know, they, um, since we're very young, they're teaching us about routines and, you know, how skincare, it's not a luxury. It's something that you just do every single day, just like washing your teeth and combing your hair. Then you put your eye cream and you cleanse your face and all these things, so... Um, I think that the whole routine is non-negotiable for me. Like, I do not go to bed without doing my whole routine. It doesn't matter how late it is. It doesn't matter how tired I am. It doesn't matter what time of the day I'm going to bed. The whole routine is non-negotiable.
0: Could you walk us through your routine? Okay. (laughs)
1: Okay. Um, so I cleanse my face with, um, a regenerating cleanser, which is a daily exfoliating cleanser. And I love doing that daily because it's, um, basically you shed that skin every single day. So you're basically getting rid of the accumulation of dead skin. Um, your products penetrate much better and your skin is always glowy and decongested and that cleanser, it's perfect because it doesn't have soap and detergent. And I have very dry skin and we don't believe in soap. So I love it. I use it dry. So I kind of like polish the skin with it dry. Oh, wow. And- I'd,
0: I'd uh-huh. never heard of that. Exactly. I,
1: I love it. I feel it much more intensely that way. And then I just rinse it off with water. Um, then I use um, our hydrating floral essence, which is c- kind of like a hyaluronic acid booster. I just I spread that on my face and uh, i mix and then I put the serum my serum my rejuvenating serum right on top um then I use the reparative moisturizer, which is um you know for it's a moisturizer for dry skin so that it gets layered on top of the serum because the serum it's mainly treatment, you know what I mean it's not necessarily moisturizer it's there to repair collagen to repair and stimulate elasticity, firmness, antioxidants, you know, every, all the other anti-aging basics except for moisture. Um, then I put eye cream and, uh, and then I put a multivitamin and I do that every single day.
0: I love that. That's so cool. And, and I want to mention something too that I've heard you talk about, um, in other videos is that, it's It can sound like a lot just to people who are listening, but I've heard you say this before, but it takes you what? Like like one minute, right, Tata?
1: It takes me like two two minutes maximum. Well, I'm layering everything right, right. on top of the other, so...
0: But, I mean, it wow. really just doesn't take a long time. Just, you know, someone who might be listening who may think like, wow, that sounds like a lot. But really, you know, it's it's, it's really a great act of self-care and self-love. And I think it's like really important and also like it doesn't have to take all day either
1: yeah it it doesn't take any time I mean I'm the mother of three I'm a working mother and I have not changed my beauty routine because you know that doesn't take any time what you need to just have is that commitment to yourself to actually put all these products right one right you know on top of the other yeah. And that is it. And that's what makes the difference, you know? Like that daily application, every day, twice a day. It's that dedication that makes all the difference.
0: Yeah. Consistency.
1: Absolutely.
0: So what... Um, we've talked about what you put on your skin topically, but... Um, We, as we know, that's not the whole story. Like, as great as your your products are, the the things you do and the foods that you eat affect your skin so much. So, could you talk a little bit about some foods that you think are great for skin health?
1: Yes. And this is an, I'm so happy that you brought that up because it's true. It's, you know, um, creams and treatments, they're just one of the pieces of the puzzle. You know what I mean? Just like nutrition, it's another piece of the puzzle. Exercise is another piece of the puzzle. Drinking enough water is another piece. You know, staying away from the sun. Nutrition is key. Like our skin eats a third of all the food that we intake. So a third of all the nutrients go to feed our skin. And uh, some of the things that are really good for collagen health, because, you know, collagen is the main protein of the skin, and it's what gives it resilience, bounce, keeps it firm. Um, You know, it's this network of fibers that we have. So it's carotene-rich foods are amazing for skin. So cantaloupe, for example, is really, really good. Apricots, plum, Google... um, Carotene-rich foods, and those are, should be incorporated in your daily diet.
0: Cool, cool. Do you have any favorite skin foods that you eat and you're like, I know this is doing benefits for my skin that you eat kind of on a um, regular basis? Yes, I'm, I have
1: like a special root juice recipes with a lot of different, uh, fruits that I know that are great for skin and different things. And I get I, and I drink them every day. Like I drink like four glasses a day.
0: <laughs> so I, I've heard you talk about this and I love this. So a lot of people, you know, everybody who reads my blog probably knows this. I talk about it all the time, how juicing is so important and so crucial. And it's kind of become trendy now with like juice cleanses and and everything like that. But I've heard you talk about that. It's something that you grew up with, right? Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Well, um in, in
1: America, we have breakfast with juice. We have lunch with juice. And we have dinner with juice. And in between, if you go to anybody's house, they'll all, always offer you like a fresh juice. So... um I just grew up with that, so for me, when I came to the U.S., I always like the whole food thing. For me, moving to the U.S. was huge, and one of the things that I missed a lot was juice. And all I could find was like all those concentrated sugar drinks that they sell here, like cranberries and all those type of things. So I remember, since one of the first things that I started doing was, you know, started the whole juicing. Um you know here and juicing and in colombia it 's really popular to juice, but it 's typically one fruit, and then I started being really creative with fruits and then mixing them and putting vegetables and the whole carrot and orange and all of that so um it 's just something that it 's become part of my life you know always what 's um,
0: your favorite um what's your favorite juice combination? Do you have one
1: yes, I love um Pineapple, apricot, mango, apple, pear, and uh, an orange.
0: Yum. That sounds delicious. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yum. I have a lot of different favorites. I have like creamy juices, I have um, different juices. So, um, yeah, it's actually one of the things that we're thinking of collaborating with uh, one of our partners, creating a juice for the skin.
0: Oh my gosh, you have to do it. It's in the works. Yeah, it's in the works. You have to do it. Well, you heard it here first on the Wellness Wonderland Radio, something cool to come. I'm so excited that we got that inside scoop. Um, Well, cool. So now I want to get personal with you. Well, this has all been kind of personal, but um, I'm going to ask you some personal questions. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So... What would you say is the best um, advice that you've ever gotten in your life? Uh, Finish what you started. Nice, nice. So, um, and then the next thing I want to ask you, like, getting into food, we've talked about this a little bit before, but I want to give you a little scenario. So, let's say that you've had a busy day and you're coming home to eat dinner, you're going out to eat dinner, but what is your like go-to quick thing that you would eat for dinner one night? Uh, hummus
1: with, uh, with carrot sticks.
0: Yeah, hummus is so good. So I love asking this question to people because I think it gives a really good insight on um, them as a person and um, kind of their routines. But could you walk us through your morning routine when you wake up in the morning and like the first three things you do maybe when you wake up and just some specifics on how you start your day and, and why that's so important for how the rest of your day goes?
1: Mm-hmm. So I wake up in the mornings and I tend, to, I, I, I tend to wake up before my everybody anybody in the house. So I spend like 15 minutes meditating that it's really key for me. If I don't do that, I don't have a good day. So uh, I meditate. Then I jump in the shower. And before jumping in the shower, I would put on like some sort of aromatherapy. Yeah, and We have a couple of aromatherapy treatments in our line for stress and irritability. So I really do those. And then I jump in the shower. I tend to take a longer shower. And, uh, and then I get dressed. And then I would typically have something small for breakfast plus a huge smoothie and, like, two glasses of water and uh, and then some supplement. And um, I'll get down. I'll be with my kids before they go to preschool. And uh, around 8.30, I am heading to the
0: office. Nice. So mm-hmm. what do you um, – what's your typical go-to breakfast? Do you have the same thing every day with your smoothie or –
1: yeah, I tend to um gravitate to toasts, to different toasts. Um and then I would either put uh cut a cheese with j- jams or honey with Gruyere cheese or you know, it's tend to always be like cheese and some sort of sweet on a toast.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: and what about your smoothie recipe? Is it usually the same or is it um do you switch it up?
1: No, we change that a lot depending on whatever is in season and what we get and what we can't get. So, uh, yeah, we keep it very flexible. We have, like, 15 different recipes that I uh, that we make. So, um, yeah. Like, the summertime, we tend to do more, like, watermelon and, you know, coconut waters and things like that. And then now in the winter, they're more dense, you know. So <laughs> we keep it flexible.
0: So when you... Um when you feed your children do you do they kind of eat in the same way, and do you really kind of promote um, obviously health and wellness to them as well but um, with food and also with how they treat their skin
1: yeah well my skinner my my skin my my kids are young, so I, my oldest is five, and then I have a three-year-old girl and a one-year, one-year-old girl, so they still don't understand the skin, even though I, you know, I give them, like, cleansers, and then they put it in their face and in their Barbies and things like that, <laughs> so just to create the habit. Um, so cute. But, yeah, I tend to, obviously, you know, some, some of my kids are more difficult than others, you know, uh, in what they like to experiment. But, um, but, yeah, I totally steer them in the direction of completely nutritional organic foods and, you know, very little process, very little, you know, anything, you know, even, you know, their snacks are, you know, like popcorns or I buy them different um, dehydrated vegetable sticks and things like that. Like, you know, those crunchy little um, vegetable sticks that they sell now that they make it with with flour from dehydrated root vegetables and things like that. So uh, I try to keep it very, very healthy. And then if I would give them chocolate milk, then I give them a chocolate milk that I buy from this company called Amazing Grass. That it's like raw cocoa and then they mix it with all this dehydrated fruits and vegetables that are delicious for kids um and i keep supplementing you know kind of like their nutrition that way and then i make sure they at least have once a day the soup that we make for them that has all those vegetables and you know a lot of different meats inside just so that they get different things just because some are more picky than others but they get juice and they get everything yeah
0: I love that. I love that. So we talked a little bit about your um, morning and now I'd love it if you could walk us through your evening rituals and like the last few things you do in the evening and your favorite ways to kind of relax and wind down.
1: Yes, yeah, So I come to the house and uh, typically my kids are having dinner. So I Take advantage of that time to do a little bit of exercise, which typically it's like some free weight, some, you know, kind of like very basic exercising um, in a home gym that I have. Then I'll come up, I'll have dinner and, um, and then I'll play with them, whether it's puzzles or we'll create like, you know, we just made our Santa, our cards for Santa. So we all write the cards and what do they want and all of those type of things. So there's typically like a little project. And then we have this ritual that we all go take a bath together. So, um, so I'll prepare the bath and then we'll all get in. And that Aww. lasts like a, and that's typically like an hour. That's what I'm going to do right after we hang up. <laughs> so we spend like an hour in the bathtub playing, talking, and doing all the type of thing. And then um, and then like for 40 minutes before they go to bed, we tend to watch a movie together. Uh, so they are like into this Japanese movies from Ghibli Studio, which they love, and we watch that. And then, like by nine thirty, they go to bed, and then I would I tend to work like you know maybe like an hour, hour and a half, just you know, looking at emails and things like that. And then I would go to bed and I would watch, you know, I would read. I'm definitely always watching Chelsea lately. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And then after that, I typically go to bed, you know, like I fall asleep. And then to fall asleep, I tend to do a meditation. Um, And then I just fall asleep doing that.
0: I love that. So um, can we talk a little bit about your meditation practice? Is that something that you've always had in your life or how did you, um, find meditation and why is it so important for you?
1: Well, you know what? I haven't, I did not grow up with that. Um, it was actually encouraged by, uh, by the doctor that I've been, um, that I've been seeing for a while in New York. And he's always telling me about meditation and how that helps reduce stress. And since I've been having this really busy life, uh, it's been really key for me learning how to manage stress um you know because with three kids and work it it, it gets wild <laughs> so um i just started practicing different things and experimenting with different things until i basically found a system that i actually developed myself that works for me um so i basically just realized that when i'm stressed out i just accumulate a lot of tension in my brain so i've learned to find ways to kind of like decompress the brain and and that has worked really well for me. So I just focus on different parts of my brain and then I kind of like relax them as I am thinking about them. I don't know if it makes any sense, but
0: <laughs> but that's no, really it, what I do. It does. I, I think that's really interesting. So when you meditate in the morning, how, how long do you usually do it for? Do you use a guided meditation or do you just listen to music? Okay.
1: Sometimes, sometimes I do guided, which I love Deepak Chopra's guided meditations. I, it's been the, the, my favorite, my go-to. But when I don't, I just spend like 10 minutes doing that little ritual. And, yeah. uh, I, and, and I do it often. Like if I have time, I can do it. You know, like if I am in the airport or if I am in a plane and we're taking off, like I always tend to do them regularly and it just helps me kind of like keep things in perspective.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. I, I love hearing about people's meditation practices and how they came to it, and I think that's really cool and just something that I think is so crucial for wellness and honestly, like skin health, and um, because stress is such a big part of that.
1: Oh, my God, yes, exactly. I, I, I think that I, I do not meet people you know, that are not stressed. (laughs) It's like every person that I meet has a problem with dealing with stress. It doesn't matter if you're a housewife or you're a working mother. It's like everyone is stressed out.
0: Yeah. And we weren't really wired to deal with that stress and like going into that fight or flight mode. Like, you know, our, our ancestors were running from tigers and they were stressed out too, but then they would miss the tiger and then they would go back and they'd be out of that that stressful state. And now we stay in that stressful state because we don't know the difference between getting cut off in traffic or just having too much on our plate and being overwhelmed or be running from a tiger or something. So it's really uh-huh. good to use meditation and these self-care practices to get yourself out of that. And, and so that's... That's really
1: bad. <laughs> exactly. No, and before that, you know, like, men, we were used to be active all the time. And exercise plays such a huge role in stress, you know, in, in helping you de-stress. So they, you know, like this, this modern man that we don't exercise, you know, daily before you have to go and hunt and gather and, you know, and right. be active all the time in movement. Like you needed to react to the weather. You were nomads. So, you know, modern, uh, these are like the challenges of modern
0: life. Yeah, I never really thought of it like that. Like, exercise was so functional and just built in, and now it's yep. something that we have to Fine do in for. this like pretend way, and it's not <laughs> part of our life. We have to like. It's really funny to think about the concept of like a treadmill, like someone's running in place, you know, and it's like exactly. it makes sense, and it's like I get why people do it, but it's like you know, and it's just so silly. It's just like a a way, a means to an end. It's funny, but. Anyway, so cool. So, okay, so next question I have for you is what are you doing in your life right now that you're afraid of, but you're doing anyways? How are you challenging yourself?
1: That I am afraid of, but I'm doing anyway. Um, I don't know if I'm doing anything that I necessarily would be afraid of. Um, I think that maybe one challenge i have come with having a company that it's you know that you're the founder and its name after yourself is been able to speak in public you know what I mean like I wasn't necessarily used to ever speaking in public or to large crowds I was actually very phobic of that like I was extremely shy even in school like I would always be like oh no I hope that they don't call my name um and then just really facing those fears and learning how to you know you know just by having this company i've been always been kind of like talking to women and being an advocate for all of these different things that um that it's one of the things that i would say that i used to be scared of and i'm not scared of anymore just because i've learned how to actually overcome the fear you know yeah so that's so, amazing yeah it's been really amazing i never thought that i could do it
0: that's so cool it's really inspiring so What's what's next for you? What are you most
1: excited about? Um, I'm excited about keep doing more products that are amazing and that are needed for women. So um, I don't know. We're starting to work on our next year's development. So um, you know, I'm excited just about the future in general. Just overall, you know, for me, we. I just feel that we are just getting started. So you know, I would love to. Um, you know, to have a more complete line. I would love to have a line that, um that's more for teens, um, what that addresses acne. I mean, we have so much to do. I feel that, um, just knowing that it keeps me excited. Cool. So, uh, yeah.
0: Juice maybe. <laughs>
1: A juice, yeah, a juice maybe, exactly. I mean, hopefully that would be a really fun little project. So, um, yeah, because we get asked so much about the recipes and juices, even on our own website, when our customers, that I just thought that it was like a fun little thing to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, so I want to ask you some quick fire questions before we wrap, but I have one last big question for you. So the name of, as you know, of my blog and this podcast is The Wellness Wonderland. So when I offer that term to you, living in a wellness wonderland, what does that mean to you?
1: That means that wherever I'm living, it's a place that encourages so that I'm healthy and I'm energetic and I am at my best.
0: Mm, I love that. Great answer. Well, this has been so much fun, so I want to just wrap with some quick fire questions. So just say the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Uh-huh. Okay. Favorite color? Uh, blue. Favorite day of the week? Friday. Favorite hour of the day? Morning. Favorite in-season vegetable?
1: In-season vegetable. I love yams.
0: Yes, yeah, so good. Favorite in season fruit?
1: Uh, blueberries.
0: Yum. Favorite way to relax? Dancing. I love that. What's your the best meal that you've had recently?
1: Oh my god! I've had I had a um a stuffed chicken with brie and bacon Saturday. <laughs> It was delicious. Yeah, yeah Super decadent. Super decadent. I love it.
0: it. <laughs> um, what does your ideal day look like?
1: My ideal day, um, if it's a weekend day, it's uh, waking up, doing exercise, maybe a little tennis. Um, then I would be... With my kids most of the day. And we would go to the park. We would do some projects together. We would go antiquing. uh, Which I love doing. And then I'll come home. And I'll go to a dinner with friends. uh, And maybe the movies. That would be ideal.
0: Nice. That brings me to my next question. What's your favorite movie?
1: Lately. Or for all times.
0: Uh, Why don't you give us both?
1: Lately, Superman. Superman. I loved it. I love that movie. And then, of all times, I would say that um, hmm, Pride and Prejudice. I know that it's super cliche, but I watch it all the time.
0: I love it. So that was good. You just said Superman. So, if you could have a superhero power for a day, which one would it be? Flying. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's your favorite part of being a mom?
1: My favorite part of being a mom is, I don't know, so many things that, <laughs> that are cool being a mom. But it's definitely um, doing, doing fun little projects with them. I love it. Spending a lot of intimate time with them. It's probably my favorite thing.
0: What's the best part of being an entrepreneur?
1: Um, That you're able to do every day something that you love and that you're passionate about. So you're really motivated.
0: Yeah. What's the, your favorite vacation you've been on?
1: Uh, In Norway, vacationing around Norway. I loved it. We went everywhere and uh, we ate delicious food. The country is so beautiful. Um, And people are so fun. I loved it.
0: Cool. Um, What is your favorite on-the-go snack?
1: On-the-go snack? I tend to eat Kit Kat, like, on-the-go.
0: Nice. What is your um, one food that you eat, like, almost every day? Avocado. It's so good. Another thing that's really good for skin health. Yes. Um, What is your favorite book?
1: My favorite book, I mean, lately I've been into the, um, the I, what's the, the actual title of the book? It's called the 10,000 hour book or the, um oh, I can't remember and I don't have it here in front of me, but it's basically about the 10,000 10, hour rule and how you um, really excel at something when you hit the 10,000 hour rule.
0: Oh, wow. I loved it. That's really interesting. I've never heard of that.
1: Mhm, but that's not the actual name of the book. I can't believe I can't remember it but that it, but I love it i I recently read it and
0: I loved it. Cool, cool. What's your favorite song to dance to? Uh
1: lose yourself to dance cool. by
0: I love it, so good. You are so cool, Tata. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for stopping by Wonderland.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for inviting me. Have a good night.
0: Thank you so much. You too. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. You made it all the way to the end. I'll be back next week. But until then, let's stay inspired and keep this conversation going. So tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, and our guest with your aha moments from this conversation. And like The Wellness Wonderland on Facebook so we can all hang out there and discuss how inspired we are and how we'll apply it in our daily lives. And never miss another episode or post from me by signing up for email updates on the wellnesswonderland.com. See you back in Wonderland.